Well, hello, everybody. I didn't know I was going to be alone at the end of that, but hello, Braxton, my wonderful co-host. Hey, what's up? Welcome to Not A Real Veteran, episode 364. It has been a long time, I feel like, since we had the Not A Real Veteran podcast, and an even longer time since we had Chris By for Alaska's congressman on the show. You can find him at itstimealaska.com. Nancy.com and James Toyer running for State House of Kentucky. I can put you in first class up in KY. His website is uh, Toyer4KY.com, T O L L E R, the number four KY.com. And the Libertarian Party Veteran Caucus, Semper Pro Libertate, leading libertarians to veteran issues and Veterans to Libertarian Solutions, and their official podcast, the Not A Real Veteran Podcast, which you are watching right now. Congratulations. And, of course, the Not A Real Veteran Podcast is part of the Not A Real Libertarian Podcast network of podcasts. And you can find us on the Twitch, the Facebook, the YouTube, the Google Podcast, the Spotify, the Anchor, the Apple Podcast, the Twitter, and notarealpodcast.com, which is actually a pretty great name. I'm proud cool. that our yeah I'm proud that that's the name of our website. And speaking of website, uh, you can actually go to the Libertarian Party Veteran Caucus website now, which is just uh, with LP Vets, right? LPVets.com. Oh, nice, and we have a banner. Yes, Very it cool. is, and uh, it's up and running, and uh, we're refining it. So let us know if you see any errors, and you can also go to Redemption Tactical. Wow, great minds. We are. I know, man. I know. Great minds. <laughs> and you can buy a tactical face mask or a ballistic face mask. I always do that every single show. A ballistic face mask to protect your face, um, which is extremely important in these times. Well, it's both ballistic and tactical, so you're not wrong in saying tactical, but just a more apt description would be ballistic. But is it actually ballistic? Yes, I believe it's actually ballistic. So you're right. A more more accurate description indeed. That's why that's the term I would prefer. prefer. If there's a better term, I'm not going to use a crappier one. Is it like class four? Though, like, uh, can you take a 5.56 round to the face? No, I believe it's class three, but hold on. Uh, let's just find out because what would that no be like nine mil or is that two? Let me share my screen right now, ladies and gentlemen. And yeah, we will all perfect. go to Redemption Tactical together. We should have done been doing this. We should have, we really should have. Hold on, got it. So, this is redemptiontactical.com. So, we'll go to Redemption Tactical Gear. And this is a ballistic rampage level 3A face mask. So I believe 3A is like um, everything up to rifle, like 5.56 it'll sustain. Uh, I think it might even sustain. Let's look that up too. You can get the same thing at Adam and Eve or Christie's Toy Box, but uh, it takes different kinds of shots. Are Are you sure? Well, they're not, it's not ballistic. Oh, <laughs> it's just aesthetic. That's great. That's great. Okay. Well, uh, I'm sorry for everybody we missed so far. Thank you for Jenny for going ahead and putting our link in the comments. So if you guys want to go to Redemption Tactical and use our link so that they know that we sent you, mm-hmm. there it is right there. Thank you. Your, your beard is gone, Braxton. What did happen there? So inter- So this head. is actually this is a Mandela effect. I used to have a mustache. I've actually never had a beard. I can't grow a beard. So I used to have a mustache, which I did shave. But yeah, Mandela effect. Wait, no, no, no. You had a goatee though, too. No. 
No, you never have had that? Mustache, it's just Mandela effect. What's the Mandela effect? Um, how do I describe this? The Mandela effect is basically something... Ah, damn it, let me... I'm going to have to share my screen now. Uh, because I can't explain the Mandela effect, which is uh, unfortunate. She said bull. Yeah, I'm kind of... I'm confused too. But it reminds me of the Stanley episode. You know what I mean? The Stanley. Yes, exactly. Okay, so that's that's a great example. That's not like a, that's not you know a perfect example, but I'm gonna share my screen. Oh, you have to click it and then share. So, um, things like does Curious George have a tail or not? Um, and oh. these are just examples of the Mandela effect. Oh, and there's a lot of ads. So. So basically, what? just like. Yeah, basically your mind doesn't notice something small like that. So, and this is why it's called that. Everybody, like so many people thought that Nelson Mandela had been dead since the 80s, but he died in 2013. So when he died, everybody's like, wait a second. What do you, like, yeah, he died. He died a long time ago. And it's like, no, he didn't. Is it Jif Peanut Butter or Jiffy? Uh, Looney Tunes or Looney, like which way is it spelled? Um, I've never seen this one before. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's, uh, yeah. Huh. That's pretty interesting. I'm gonna have to read it, read about it more. But that's cool. Yeah, I'll, some I'll of these, some of them I think are stupid, but uh, some sure. of them, but uh, yeah, but that's a Mandela effect. That but yeah, you, awesome. you you said it good with the uh, you said it good with the Stanley episode of The Office, right? Same exact Yes, I feel like we need to watch rewatch the intro of the show to see if you had a beard back yeah. then. Yeah, but no, you're probably right. It was kind of a mustache thing. But you also got a haircut. Yeah, also got a haircut. Um, yeah. Sick of this heat. You were like, fuck it, I'm shaving everything. Dude, pretty much. Yeah, yeah that's pretty much I, exactly it. Anytime I grow my hair out like long, I usually get to like a summer month and like get to that point. I'm just like, you know what? Never mind. Change my mind. Don't want long hair. But anyway, dude, how has life been? Life's all right, man. So I wanted you to discuss your wedding and your honeymoon. Because that's where you were last week. And we, we still had an episode. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I know because you were like off the grid, but uh, we had Michael Lima. He is a well. It's actually too much to explain who Michael Lima is, and also Jenny. Uh, so it was a very good episode. We talked a lot about aliens. We talked about monkeypox, kind of. We talked about uh, and how did we even get to that? I don't remember how we got to that, but it was nice with uh, Jenny on. She lent us some of her like medical expertise. Um. So it was, yeah, it was pretty cool. And yeah, you would have really enjoyed it because we were talking about uh, some uh, physics stuff because in the description, I said Michael Lima was a theoretical physicist from UC Berkeley and uh, because he's really enjoying his physics classes right now. So he could become a physicist theoretically. So he's that kind of theoretical physicist. And, uh, <laughs> Jenny, <laughs> I know, I know, I know, That's I fantastic. I know, dude. That's what I do. And I said Jenny was a creator and curator of uh, digital art, which is, uh, you know, it's the pretty gangster way of saying meme whore. She is yeah. the creator and curator of digital art. That's exactly, exactly right. But a, a theoretical physics. He is a physicist, theoretically. Kind of, he's Schrodinger's okay. physicist. We'll see uh, if he graduates. But uh, we talked about some physics stuff. I think the most interesting one. Let's see if you understand this. Um, if you jump off of a building, you're not falling down. The building is moving up. 
And uh, but he went. Einstein proposed this in his theory of relativity. If you're on a rocket ship and you have a laser pointer, like on one side of the rocket ship, uh-huh. and you have like sensors or not even sensors, the video we saw just had a ruler. Right, whenever the rocket's going at a certain uh, speed, speed the laser light. actually is pointing down. It's it's not a straight line anymore. So, uh, yeah, it goes faster than the speed of light. Is it, does it have to be faster than the speed of light? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to get so deep into this, but I don't know if that's really what Einstein said. I don't recall Einstein ever saying that. And like, you know, I don't think they had rockets whenever Einstein was alive that I knew of, but at least oh, it was in, yeah, his, in his physicist time period, you know, but um, yeah, the thing that Einstein did say is that if there was something, if you were able to move at the speed of light, mm-hmm. that light would like, he asked whether the beam of light would stop. And like if you could look at it and stand next to it and actually I'm pretty certain Einstein said that no it's the opposite it's that light is always moving at the speed of light away from us so you Mm -hmm. can't like go the speed of light and like catch up to it theoretically Um, I could be wrong I mean it's it's fascinating stuff I I did bring up like the double slit experiment Uh but what is that exactly if it's observed it's a beam if it's not observed it's a wave if it's observed it's a particle if it's not observed, it's a wave. And it's it's the way that it's observed, essentially, that it's, you know, because it's, it's basically both. But, yeah, with, with closer observation, it starts to behave like a particle and ceases to behave like a wave. And that's what's phenomenally fascinating about it. But um, without the observation at all, it's, it's, it's a wave. So. And then um, what's the one – I know this sounds really, really weird, but if you're looking at something from really far away – um, like a mountain or something like that, the closer you get to it, or what is it, the more dense the atoms actually become. So it's like if you're looking at a digital image and as you zoom in on it, like that's basically how like something exists. I didn't know that was true. Oh, uh, we've talked about it. I think uh, I think I'm just describing it terribly. It makes sense though, in a way, you know, that's fascinating. Um, I don't know. We talked about aliens, which I think is what got us started on the entire uh, kind of like uh, physics tangent. And, you know, Joe Rogan's been talking about aliens a lot lately because of like the meetings the Pentagon's been having about these uh, UAPs or something. Yeah, I think UAPs. Uh, un- they call them UAPs instead of UFOs, like unidentified aerial phenomenon or something like that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, people talk about aliens more and more and more and more and more. And I don't really care either way. Um, it's just, you know, something kind of silly to talk about. But yeah. something I've said forever is that, you know, so many things on Earth, like we have some weird stuff, like we have octopus and we have, um, we have some weird creatures for sure. But at the same time, like how many things like see with eyes and, you know, they eat with their mouths and they breathe out of lungs and they smell, they have olfactory senses, they have ears, a lot of things that don't seem like they have a lot in common. So like obviously humans, dogs, snakes, um, fish, like things that operate like really like so differently. Like how can we have so much in common with fish as far as, you know, seeing with eyes? I mean, that's so, I mean, it's just because of um, evolution kind of in quotes, because I mean, I can't really discuss that but it's just that's how life on earth evolved right so i think life on another planet you know i think just if all those things have that much in common that just seems to be like earth-like features to me so if there's life from another planet from another galaxy i don't see why they would you know necessarily look like that i don't see why they would have need to have eyes or have ears or you know and especially when you consider that you know on different planets different elements are more prevalent 
because that was the whole Bob Lazar thing. He made a point that I thought was fascinating for an alien like civilization to have space travel. That doesn't mean they are more uh, technologically advanced than us because of the elements that are prevalent in their like solar system to them. Making a spaceship would be like the equivalent of us making a canoe. A what? A canoe. Just something like a really gotcha. primitive, you know, just something real primitive because the that he's the guy that uh, he claims to have worked in Area 51 and um, he was an engineer and or not really an engineer. He was not an engineer, actually, but his job was to kind of reverse engineer, figure out how this uh, propulsion system worked on the spacecraft. And what it did is it just bent um, the space and gravity in front of it. Huh it manipulated the gravity in the space in front of it. And that's how it moved around. And there's that guy. So this is actually veteran related commander in the Navy commander, like the actual rank, not just the title, right. Command, which is a Oh five, right. Oh, six. No, no, no you're that's right. a captain. Yeah. No, you're right. uh, so Lieutenant Colonel for most people, but he's a F 16 pilot, I believe, but maybe an F 18, but uh, he encountered an UFO. It was shaped like a Tic Tac and they picked it up on radar. Right. And they picked it up on right. radar. Well, yeah, but it, it started it started off at like sixty thousand feet, and it went to like one foot above sea level in like a second. So, just yeah, absolutely mind boggling how that could work. But if you think if it's just manipulating the gravity in front of it, then yeah, of course you could do that. So, but that's what he was saying. Um, basically, he doesn't he doesn't necessarily think whoever made the spaceship was primitive. He's just saying technically, if they because the this the reactor of the spacecraft uh, worked off of something called element one fifteen. And uh, just, yeah, basically, you know, I, I say it all the time. Perception is like crazy. So, I mean, like we perceive the world around us because of, um, you know, just our life experiences and also everything on the planet has evolved in a certain way. But, yeah, I think on another planet, if life were to be created and evolve over, you know, millions of years, I don't think aliens would look anything like us, even to the degree that they would have, you know, faces, eyes, you know, you see what I'm saying? I do see what you're saying. I think it's kind of like something that it's like impossible for us to really know. But the thing is, as far as we know, life is only created in a place like this, but I'm sure that's probably untrue. And so, yeah, you're right. Like what kind of elements and gases and things people could be used to and, and gravity, you know, like how much stronger they could be than us and larger. Um, yeah, but who knows? But, um, well, and something huh. that's pretty fascinating. Um, we have a lot of microorganisms, that can survive in space. Like you knew that, right? Like different bacteria and stuff that can survive yeah. in space. Yeah. Here on earth, we have all sorts of crazy organisms that can survive in space. They call them water bears. You know what a water bear is? No. Oh, uh, it's, it's not, I mean, it, it doesn't really look like a bear, but it's uh, it's tiny. It's microscopic, but they can survive in space. And then, um, you know, there's all sorts of like, yeah. maybe like plankton or even smaller than that bacteria that survives in like, uh, volcanic vents under the ocean. And you have all, so, but basically part that's important is that if we have organisms that could survive in space it's like this bacteria and stuff microorganisms that can survive in space and you know just the way evolution works that means like why in the world would they have evolved to be able to survive in space if they're from earth but if they came from space so you have that theory of transpermia then that would that would explain perfectly evolutionarily why they're able to survive in space it's actually really, really fascinating. I like that. Yes. I'm going to read about that later. Yeah, of course. Water bears. I already got it pulled up on Google. They're really weird looking. Yeah, I think they're really cool looking. They're they're cooler than blobfish. You know what a blobfish is? 
No. Yeah, I do know what a blobfish is, actually, but the weird nose thing. Yeah. Did you ever read The Supernaturalist? It was no. by the same author as Artemis Fowl. Oh, Owen Colfer? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I read, did you see, read Airman? No, but it makes sense that that would be it, because Supernaturalist was about, like, these bubble creatures, and that's kind of like I look at the water bear. That's totally how I pictured him looking. So that's kind of weird. It's cool. Well, dude, remember it's on Disney Plus. There's this really weird, obscure movie that I remember. I watched it once or twice when I was a kid, but I remember it now. And it's called uh, My Stepsister from Planet Weird. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, you remember that? Yeah. No. Yeah, but basically, it's these. You know, uh, there's a dad and his daughter, and like marry into this other family. And um, she's like really weird, like, and she'll like hide under cars and stuff, and she's scared of the wind. Yeah. And her stepsister's like, "Why are you scared this of the wind?" She's yeah, she yeah. On her planet, she was a bubble, which you know I thought you would like that because of spheres. I forgot about that. That was such a weird. That was a weird planet, or that was a weird movie. <laughs> it was. The whole Disney Channel was legit. Did you ever watch so weird? Dude, I've watched the Thirteenth Year. Um, dude, Brink. The one with the twin sisters that played basketball. You got the uh, Fred, Frankie Muniz that did like the derby car thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. dude. Well, Der- amazing movies. Derby car. But you've seen So Weird? Yeah, I have. But which one is that? So Weird's not a movie. It's a show. It used to come okay. on Disney Channel at night. It was like a scary show. But it was not there for a long time. But uh, yeah, Frankie Muniz, that was crazy. Where he was in a wheelchair. Yeah, dude. That was a miracle in lane two. Something like that. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, Disney Plus, man, it has all that on there. That's pretty cool. No shit. Smart House, all those. Oh, every single one of them. Dude, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna look at that. Actually, it's awesome. Don't look. I wonder under if the those bed. will still entertain me. If I'll be like, screw this, because it's old. Only one way to find out. Have you finished season four of Stranger Things yet? Yeah. Oh. Well, I've finished as much as outs right now in a few days. Well, I mean, the first of July is the second part of the final season. So they're releasing the whole thing. Yeah, they don't do it weekly. So, like, Stranger Things Season 4 Part 1 is over, and I've seen all of that. And then on July 1st, Stranger Things Season 4 Part 2 comes out. Okay. That's cool. A lot of shows have been doing that lately, and I'm not a fan, to be honest. Like, like Attack on Titan? Like Attack on Titan. Yeah, that is really frustrating, but it's kind of better than once a week, I guess, if you're going to do it that way. I agree. I mean, yeah, I hate that, because we're just so spoiled now where we can binge watch so many things. Probably just so they can produce it all, honestly. They're probably just doing it so they can release it as fast as they can. Kind of give us, like, little bites, you know, instead of just one big bite every once in a while. Yeah. It's probably better for their, like, business and revenue stream and stuff, too, honestly, to, like, keep the interest going in it for a little longer. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, yeah, I don't think they would do it if it didn't work. Yeah, true. Well, anyway. uh, Anyways, you got married. I did get married. Mazel I am married now. Thank you. I have a wedding ring. It was really cool. I didn't get to make it to convention, but I got to hang out with like Spike Cohen and Dave Smith and all those people at your wedding. So <laughs> it was like it was like the LNC round two. That would have been awesome. But yeah, no, it was cool. It was really awesome. Thanks for your speech. That was a dope, dope speech. And the Guten Pronks, phenomenal. Uh, Braxton was my best man, and he was a great best man. The best, best man for for sure. And uh, it was awesome, though. Yeah, I mean, we went to Colorado, and it was super fun. We hiked a lot. We had a hot tub, so we did that a lot. There's these, like, hot springs. Oh, shit. I kicked my cord. Hold on. There were these hot springs, but it was, like, kind of, like, more of, like, a public pool. But they had, like, soaking tubs, you know, for, like, maybe, like, 
three or four people could fit in them hypothetically and then like there was a main pool that was like still really hot so it was like swimming in a giant hot tub it was really cool um and then we yeah we saw lots of cool birds i saw stellar's jay which is a bird i've always wanted to see and never have before it's really cool it's like a it's like a blue jay but it's completely blue on the bottom half of it and then okay. black on the top half it's like two-toned and it kind of fades it's mm-hmm. actually i'll show you a picture it's freaking yeah, sweet though um so we saw that and that was my first time ever seeing one of those so a few things, the Guten Pronks, yeah, that was fun, but that became, that came full circle because the watch you gave me had Bester's Minch uh, engraved on it. Exactly. So that was so we had we we were both on the same page there. No surprise, really. But look at this thing, isn't that crazy, dude? Yeah, and that's uh, what like southwestern U.S. mainly. Uh, well, more like Colorado is like the Rockies and the mountainous regions. Gotcha. You. Uh, we'll Joey. go here. Can you still see my screen? Yes. Is it still on Google Images or Wikipedia? Well, neither. It's on Google homepage right now. Okay, hold on. We're really yeah. getting into stuff. Well, yeah, we are, man. And uh, remember, I saw those birds today that kind of blew my mind a little bit. And I Purple. could very well be wrong about what kind of birds they were. But uh, the first thing I noticed about them is the color because they were blue, but they were obviously not blue jays. They weren't shaped like a blue jay at all because they were just like really like kind of stout birds. Like they had a little football shape. And they were a different shade of blue. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. But the thing I noticed about them uh, the most is like the shape of their wings. They had like such a V shape to them. Um, They kind of looked like a little, when their wings were spread, they looked like a little hang glider or like stealth bomber. Uh Like they they just had such that V shape that Uh other birds, their wings kind of go out the other way. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But there's, you know, they just had such that V shape. So whenever I looked it up, um, I just, I was just looking at bluebirds other than blue jays, and I saw that blue swallow, and I was like, I think that's 100 percent what I saw. So the thing about it is, I think a blue a blue swallow is like a, not a bird in Oklahoma. Right. I've never it's, heard of them being here. Yeah. But um, what you might have seen is a tree swallow. Where was it? Describe to me where you were, like the environment. Construction site. So no buildings or anything, just working on a very big building pad. But I mean, uh, we're going to figure this out. We're going to find <laughs> the bird because this is, this is going to bother the hell of me otherwise. So this is what you think it is. I think that you're incorrect. Those oh, wait. Gonna... So that's not the exact same. Those don't look. So, so the, you see the pictures where you have the painting and then you have the picture where it has a white belly uh-huh. and then the, the one to the right of that. Okay. So the one that's flying, do you see the one that I sent you? Uh-huh. That very much looks like the bird I saw, and then also one down and one to the right looks like the bird I saw. The, so I think you saw a purple martin, man. So now here's what it could be. Tell me if this looks like it. Hold on, I can't. My thing's not working. Oh, there we go. Did it look like that? No, it was full no. color. It, yeah, exactly. It was all a very dark blue, and like I said, the the shape of its wings are what really kind of. You're sure it wasn't purple? No. The color, I mean, I've, I'm 99% sure it was blue, but I'm uh, happy to admit that I could be wrong about that because, like I said, the thing that stuck out to me the most were the shape of its wings. See, a martin, a purple martin, is very, very closely related to a swallow. They're mm-hmm. very, they're almost the same type of bird, really. Martins are just kind of like bigger swallows. So they yeah. do have that same, like, the sharp wing, the sharp wings. Well, but you, you see, know? on the top row, the second image... Uh-huh. That tail looks different. If you go in like the first row, but the third image down, uh-huh. I think it had more of that tail. The first row and the third image down looks very much like what I saw. That's just the difference between them like flying and like gliding pretty much and sitting. Really? Like all, all uh-huh. Martins and Swallows have that V whenever they're sitting. 
So okay. definitely, I bet this is what you saw. The only other thing it really probably could have been is an indigo bunting, but those don't have the V shape or anything like that. They're more like baby birds. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, think, like, the body looks very similar. I would have to see one like kind of in flight. It's just not like, I mean, they have this kind of, they have a white tail too. Some of them have like a white tip on their tail, but see well, how See, that honestly, is? that one's pretty close. I mean, uh, looking at Port. them with their wings fully extended, that's pretty close. I thought they were. That's yeah, how that's I've always close. seen them with white on the inside of the tail like this. That's pretty close. They they were uh, they were like playing. They were like flying around each other, and they were flying pretty close to the ground, and they were pretty close to me. So it could have been any of those. It could have been either the purple martin or the indigo bunting. Well, it was but, really pretty, and I never remembered seeing one before. You're not colorblind, are you? I'm not. Oh yeah, I forgot. That's a that's a thing with you. Both of my best friends, Gage is also colorblind. Yeah, I was talking to Gage on Facebook today. Me and Gage oh, really? Now too. Yeah, without. Hell yeah. Sorry. Well, that's your grandpa or that's your grandkid. So yeah. I'm glad you're taking an interest. Exactly. Um, But but yeah, man, your wedding was beautiful. Um, It really was like very quick, which, but I mean, like without skipping anything important. Yeah. And you also have to consider like Catholic weddings. There's also a full like church service in it. So it's a different kind of deal. But um, yeah, dude, Jason did like tremendous. Like that's, that's like basically a real calling for him. Like he did really, really well. And uh, it it was hilarious, man. I was, I was a little bit mad that his, um, I was mad that the wedding ceremony was funny. So I was like, no, my, you know, I'm supposed to be the funny one. And, uh, man, he really nailed you so good, man. Like on, you know, he talked about, um, your, like your passion for things, uh-huh. like how you get like obsessed with certain activities. Uh-huh. I was like, yeah, that's the first thing I tell people when I talk to him about will, because it's freaking hilarious. You know, like whenever you're addicted to fishing and you would wake up every morning at like five o'clock and you'd go fish with six fishing poles for like three or four hours before work. And you know, the second you got off work, you'd head straight to the lake. And, yeah. uh, he, so he said something about, cause I was, you know, not that I wasn't paying attention, but I wasn't, I didn't realize he was working up to something, but he said, uh, Jessica would have to be able to like keep up with your fire, not really stifle your fire, but he was talking about a fire. And I was like, that's you know i wonder why he made that metaphor but then uh then i remembered why he used that as a metaphor <laughs> your family got the biggest kick out of that dude your dad was, i know they did man it was funny that was, that was that really was i got a kick out of it too it was good but that was beautiful man you know Justin and i just don't care so much about like this the hanging out for the longest time and stuff like that anyway so if it was somebody else's wedding we'd probably have left that fast too so it just kind of made sense you know it's like we were ready to to get on with it and and have our honeymoon and be together so yeah it was super fun though i thought everything was perfect i have no complaints and it was really fun yeah it was fantastic dude and then uh so your honeymoon you yeah you uh the next day you hit the road how was the drive it was long but it wasn't bad at all Uh, i think the way there i think I think Jess drove for like maybe an hour. Maybe she didn't drive the way there. I can't remember, but she helped me drive on the way back a lot. And, uh, but I just, I like driving in the car. I don't really mind, but it was cool. We listened to a book most of the way. And so that really helped it go by fast. And it was just fun. You know, we talked, we got along the whole time. It was really great. And, uh, <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. I mean, nine hours in a car with anybody you can get along with them at the end. That's a pretty good sign. So no, it was, it was honestly a lot of fun though. I liked the drive just as much. Cause you know, you, you get through like Oklahoma and then the rest of it, you're pretty much seeing like really new landscape, you know, like even West Texas is unique. And then you get up to New Mexico and it starts to get rockier and crazier. And then you get up to Colorado. And of course, then you're in, in the Rockies and it's gorgeous. So it's just like um, for an Okie who's used to seeing mostly sky, it's a really interesting drive. Yeah, for sure. 
You get to no. fill <laughs> once once Jack Casey makes a goddamn audio book, I'll listen to the Royal Green. But no, unfortunately, we're, we're listening to Wise Man's Fear, which is book two, and the King Killer Chronicles, which Jess got me into. It's like one of her favorite series. But you would like it a lot, Brax. Actually, you would really like it, dude. It's it's interesting. It's got like kind of like an alchemy element to it, um, but also kind of an Aragon element to it. The like voice. Know the elvish voice it's a lot about it's all about like words and like naming things and how yeah. there's like magic connected to the actual names of things very much like aragon i and can't that. remember there's one other kind of like fantasy book i read that also had that so i think maybe i don't know if that used to be like a bigger deal a long time ago or so i don't know where that comes from but that's really interesting i'm sure it is some kind of like archetype some literary archetype right. i don't i bet it does have like a broader name than we're aware of but um super interesting Yes. And it's also just a very like poetic book. Like the way that the author writes is very like playful and whimsical and elegant. It's he's really a very cool. good writer. Um, mm -hmm. So it's super interesting. And also what I really enjoy about it is the whole time he writes, he's like always like poking fun slash like respecting the art of writing. And so he's mm -hmm. constantly like, you know, giving like kind of these amazing credits and insights into what it means to like be a writer and to be somebody who creates stories and ideas and poems and, and things, you know, and kind of it's it's really cool. You would like it. Yeah, that is really cool. The King Killer Chronicles. I can remember uh -huh. that. And yeah, I'll have to check that out. I've actually got a ton of books I need to read. There's books I want to reread. Just speaking of Aragon, kind of recently, I um, I found an Aragon like meme page on Facebook. Mm -hmm. and it's so funny man it's so funny but it also reminds me like of how much i don't remember um right so i need to go back and reread those books yeah especially because they was supposed to be done in three but uh, right. he just couldn't finish it in time so he wrote that fourth book so i was really just wanting to get through it and finish them and i never yeah. read the fourth book i just read um aragon eldest and what was the other one hold on brissinger know. was number three oh, brissinger yeah yeah Cool. Yeah, very cool. And but dude, honestly, that stuff they need to make um man, I'm real it's so I mean, I'm not saying I have a bad imagination because I don't think I do, but some of the stuff was kind of like so elegant and some of the objects were so important that like I really want to see, even if it's not uh, a movie, I want to see some like artwork or something because mm -hmm. like I don't even remember, I couldn't really tell you what his sword Brissinger, right. spoiler alert, looks like. I know what Zarok looks like because there's the first movie, right? But uh that's the sword of the red blade. Oh, whose sword is that? Uh, Morzans. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. So stuff like that, and dude, honestly, like, yeah, I mean, Aragon's like pretty darn good. They kind of, it kind of got a little bit weird for me. I kind of just the theme, the feel of it, kind of got different in the later books than it was in the beginning. Still really good, but uh, yeah, dude, it was those were pretty interesting. Honestly, I mean, they I might deserve. Books. Yeah, dude, they might deserve a little bit more credit than they got. Um. I think the movie really fucking destroyed like the credit of the series in a way, sadly. For sure, dude. It's kind of like you got to give the author some shit for like selling out that cheaply. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if he if he really believed what his work was worth and protected it, he could have got a better deal later on. No doubt about that at all. And I mean, uh, I don't really I don't really I'm not really in part of the fandom, so I don't know much about him. But right. what I do know is he started he basically wrote that book when he was 16 years old. Yeah, I remember. So that. whenever that movie came out, he was probably like eighteen or nineteen. So no, know. no, no, no. The movie came out yes. after all the books were out. No, absolutely not, Will. Absolutely not. And it, even if it was, it was like pretty close. He was a young, 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 young guy. You said absolutely not. Hold on, Aragon movie. His name's out. Christopher Paolini. Just yeah, but Aragon movie came out in like what two thousand ten? 
Oh, six. Yeah, wow. Aragon Books. The Inheritance Cycle. Okay, so it came out after Eldest. You're right. Yeah, that's only the second one. Yeah. Yeah. So it came out halfway through. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And I think, wasn't it? It might have been Sony who made the movie, but uh, yeah, it does kind of make sense. Man, honestly, making me want to peruse. Like, it had really good actors. It had really good actors. The, I can't even remember. I remember. Um, I didn't like John Malkovich cast as Galvatrix. Dude, I, me neither. And I love John Malkovich now because of I never cared either way before, but I love Burn After Reading, and I love him on Space Force. He's the best character on Space Force. So, and uh, have you seen Being John Malkovich? Because that's a crazy movie. No, is that, <laughs> is that is that a new one? No, it's an old movie. It's a movie about a guy who finds a portal that makes him a puppet master in John Malkovich's body. So yeah. he can go through this secret portal and become John Malkovich. And uh, it's a hilarious. It's like a weird, dark comedy, but it's pretty good, dude. It's worth That kind of sounds there. up my alley. Yeah. It's, it's an art piece. Have you seen I Heart Huckabees? No, never heard of that one. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm sending these to you. I'll Please just text do. them. But I Heart Huckabees, dude, is also freaking funny. It's like a really weird art movie and super, super cool. Man, let's see the guy that played Braun. He's an awesome actor. I'm trying to think of what he's in that I like him so much. I got. I just realized I got Braun and the guy you said who had the sword earlier confused. Who's the guy? Well, you that's said yeah. Warzan. Yeah. So that's that's actually that's kind of not your fault. That's kind of because remember Braun grew up in the village with Eric, or he lived in the village with Aragon Carvajal. Right. And uh, he was kind of the grouchy old man, but he's the one that taught Ar- he got Aragon and taught him how to be a dragon rider, basically. And fight, and yeah, yeah. So he he taught him all of his stuff, and he you know. But then uh, Aragon learns. Um, watch when does he learn? I don't remember for sure. Was it only an eldest? He learns that Morzan was his dad, right? You remember that, right? But who is Morzan? I forget who this guy is. Is he like? He was he was a he was a bad dragon rider. He was like one yeah. of Galvatore's oh, yeah. number two guys, like an outlaw. Well, like, yeah, what are they called? The Forsaken, maybe? The Forsaken or the Forsworn? I think the Forsworn. Something. But that's also that's also some people in Skyrim. But yeah, so he was an evil dragon rider. And um, remember, he Aragorn learned that that was his dad. And then Morzan, no, 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 not Morzan, Murtaugh told him in, like, the ancient language that he was his brother, right? So Aragorn knew that Murtaugh was Morzan's son. He knew right. that because whenever they showed up at the, at the Varden, they're like, oh, dude, screw you. You can't join us because you're Morzan's son. And Aragorn's like, you're Morzan's son? Like, that's, you know, I know who that is because how terrible he is and blah, blah, blah. I have his sword, by the way. But uh, so, and then whenever the next time he sees Murtaugh in Eldest, Murtaugh tells him that they're brothers. So Aragorn has like an identity crisis. He's like, oh, no, like Morzan's my dad. But I think at like the very end, you figure out it was actually Braum that was his dad. Really? Yeah. That's so that reverse Star Wars. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like as if Obi-Wan was his dad the whole time. Yeah, that is what that would be like. So, um, so yeah, it makes sense that you kind of like confuse those two. But he was a really good actor. Um, and then there, I thought there was like one or two more. The guy that plays like the leader of the Varden, he's very popular. He's in a lot of stuff. The Varden um, are like elves, right? No, those are the um, kind of like the rebels. They're kind of like the resistance. They live in like the mountains with the dwarves. Okay. They're mainly humans, but they, uh, but yeah, oh, but it's okay. pretty, pretty cool. One of the coolest things about Aragon is when they ask him to bless that baby and he accidentally messes it up. Remember? No, I don't. He gives her superpowers, but it was on accident. They asked him to bless her and he, uh, 
he blesses her and then he gets to the elves and you know he was telling them the story and they're like dude that's really ballsy like what did you say and he was like oh you know i said this and they're like no tell me exactly what you said and he thought whenever he blessed her he said you know maybe be shielded from pain but he accidentally said maybe be a shield for pain so um yeah so he really messed up because, her because he spoke it in elvish yeah and he said the wrong thing slightly he just kind of used like the wrong like participle or whatever it's awesome yeah, but yeah, so that's pretty cool. And the, but yeah, but the whole point, the entire point of all that is, yeah, whenever I'm on this meme page, it makes me realize that I don't uh, have a lock on the lore like I would on like maybe Harry Potter or something. So right, exactly. I kind of need to read those again. I started the Fountainhead. Um, I have Atlas Shrugged, which I've not read. How far in the Fountainhead are you? Uh, second or third chapter. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good one. Um, why do you have that by your desk? I don't know, man. My desk is really messy. You should see all the shit I have up here. But this is a, a saw. This is for skinning deer. So, got all my things. But uh, are you planning to go deer hunting this year? Yes, I need to check. Actually, it might. I need to check if I get my tags and stuff for free. Um, because they went back and forth. I mean, obviously with our governor right now, um, he, I mean like not even to like be funny or political, like he just has bad relations with the tribes across the board, like on like casino legislation and, uh, the department of wildlife. Like he really just, which doesn't make any sense to me personally, just coming from where I live. Um, but yeah, so they were going back and forth, whether or not they were going to give us our like tags and stuff for free. So I think I might've actually missed the deadline to sign up, but I might not have. Damn. Oh, well. Did you miss out on the controlled hunt? Yeah. I Dude, I went to school with got one. What do you, do you know what he got? McAllister. I don't know what. Uh, That's fire. Is it? Mm-hmm. McAllister Ammunition Depot. My dad's got that hunt. My uncles have got that hunt a lot. It's a good, it's a good hunt. Really? They have a lot of deer and they have big deer too. So, I mean, just what whitetail? I mean, it's, it's huh? not, it's not that far East. You know, there's, you can go way further East than McAllister. Yeah, and even the further east you go, you're going to get less chance of getting whitetail, not more, or less chance of not having whitetail, of having gotcha. a mule deer or something. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely whitetail, but they're kind of bigger. They seem to be pretty big in that area and pretty plentiful. Um, and, yeah, I think it's just cool. What's cool about the hunts is even though they're just whitetail hunts, they're exclusive hunts, you know. So they're, they're places that can't be um, really traveled much and hunted the rest of the year or anything. Right. It's real, you know, private, and so – um, it's awesome. You know, when I was at the salt plains, those deer, they were still scared, but they just, they weren't as smart as the deer that I hunt, you know, uh, and uh, that I used to hunt, especially growing up whenever we would just have permission at places and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, anyway, they, they're just like, they're not pressured all the time, you know, so they're, they feel more comfortable and easier to kill sadly for them. Well, circle of life. I may not hunt this year though, honestly, because we still have quite a bit of deer and and by quite a bit i mean a whole deep freeze full and i mean season's coming around in a few months so we really need to eat what we have probably so i'll probably just put off hunting this year and uh maybe go with some people go with my brothers go with you or something but just maybe well that's that's the only way i hunt anyways the past two years hunting for me is like two to six days you know roughly out of the season so that's not even like really hunting sure sure but still um Man, shooting one with a bow is a lot of freaking fun, though. I didn't shoot one with a bow last year, unfortunately. So I've not even it. got to actually. I've not even got to shoot at one with a bow, much less uh, shoot one with a bow. But All I right. mean, I did pretty good last year. I sent you pictures of deer, like maybe ten feet away from me. So I mean, that's like perhaps the hardest 
part of bow hunting is, you know, not, or that's the first thing you need to learn, I guess, is not scaring them off. Uh-huh. And, um, since I kind of favor a recurve bow to a compound bow, um, I don't really like, it's, to me, it's harder to shoot a recurve bow out of a tree stand because it's so long. Yeah. Mine is like 66 inches long from tip to tip, which it's is extraordinarily hard. And, and just holding it back's harder too, because the point, you know, the dance with the deer is extremely intimate. Like whenever you're, whenever it's watching you and you're trying to get draw back and pull the shot, you know, it's like very like engaged and every, everything matters, your ability to, to be still. And so to have actual resistance on your full draw is like, that sucks. Like you have to, you have to treat it very differently. You have to basically, when you've got the opportunity, you got to pull back and shoot. You can't like pull back and wait and hold, you know? Yeah, so correct. that's rough. But also, I mean, people do it all the time. And my, uh, some of my uncles like have shot enough deer where they just hate using a compound anymore. It's boring. There's no reason for it, you know? Sure. So it is what it is. Yeah, correct. Um, here in a few days, I mean, it's not like I would mind an update now, but I've been really wondering how Jessica, she started her new job, right? Yeah, she did. Um, it's, she's on day three and she likes it so far. She likes the environment a lot and she likes her office more and stuff like that. So I think she's happy so far, but time will tell. Yeah. Jessica Darty, that is. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, how's the OKLP been? Dude, good, but I need to be busier with it. I've got like a few things. We've got the state fair coming up in September and we've got, you know, we've got social media just happening of course all the time. So it's it's going good we uh and also we have a bunch of campaigns operating right now so i'm one of those i need to get get on the ball with that but busy busy man have you checked out uh willitarianism lately at all no not even a little bit i'm trying to think if should you i don't i can't remember if that's where i have all this special stuff stored everybody listening go to willitarianism on uh facebook Oh, damn it. I have to two-factor identify. I'll go on my phone. Yeah, I did. I, uh, there's one meme that I was uh, pretty proud of, and then your cover photo were basically the only new things. Um, I don't even like it. Oh, yeah, I do like wow. it. Wow. Oh, you better. Well, the cover photo is nice. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah. That meme, I remember that. By the art, digital art creator and curator, Jenny. Damn, you've been sharing my tweets? That's hilarious, dude. I had no idea. It's great. It's pretty great. I love it. I I thought that one today was just phenomenal and like it got like three likes. That's how it always works, dude. My favorite which, thing. Which one? Uh, about the genocide victims. Oh, yeah, dude. I, uh, I like that a lot, actually. But I mean, yeah, I, I'm the exact same way. Stuff that I think is going to be fire gets, you know, like four or five likes. And then some stuff I'm like, well, I wouldn't post that. But, you know, I'm not opposed to it. You know, it goes on to get like 6,000 views or something like that. Something crazy. So Exactly. Well, bro, do you think the economy is going to crash this week? This week? I don't know. Um, maybe if it doesn't put us over our time, what does the Fed increasing the interest rate, how is that supposed to work? Well, it's happening. It happened today. Right. They increased it by three-fourths of a percentage point. So it'll affect all borrowing for the most part, essentially. Borrowing um, from – borrowing by the government? Borrowing from banks and, and all – yes, and all borrowing. All money now just got, got a little tighter. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, it's probably a good thing, honestly. Overall, money shouldn't be tighter, but I hate the way the, the Federal Reserve System's bullshit anyway. Um, and I'm about to borrow a lot of money, so I'm really in a bad mood about it, but that's okay. Um, oh, wells. But anyway, bro, I need to go. It is my dinner time and end of podcast time. But I love you, and I love all of you two people watching right now, especially Jenny. Ah, <laughs> great timing. Um, anything you want, would like to plug, sir? Um, no plugs, but yeah, it was good to do this again. Um, glad you had a good trip on your honeymoon, and uh, do give my best to Mrs. Darty. I sure will. Thanks, man. We will see you guys tomorrow night. Me and Bootleg right here, 6 p.m. Central. And you are not a real libertarian.